Equilexes are proud to launch our second podcast series, Divorce Well with Equilexes, My Divorce Journey. In our second series, we have the pleasure to be talking with people who went through a divorce and are willing to open themselves up, be vulnerable and share their experiences, learnings, pitfalls and more. Today we will talk to Desiree, a client who went through the separation divorce journey with Equilexes. Lovely to have you on the podcast, Desiree. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, tell us in brief about your divorce. Oh, I don't know if I divorced well, but I did it the best I could in a really shitty situation. Um, I was a bit different in that the way my relationship ended was expected and I knew fully well what was happening. Right. Um, it wasn't a shock. Um, he'd been married before. The pattern was the same as his ex-wife experienced. I knew her. Um, we talked. So I could see it coming. I mean, we talked many years before about it. Um, I knew his planning, his behaviour he displayed was the same. Um, there's a saying, when you marry your mistress, you create a job vacancy in that position. That's very apt, isn't it? It's very it is. It's very mm. true. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the saying a leper doesn't change his spots. I mean, it is there for a reason. It's why it's been bandied around for years. Um, what I suppose I wasn't expecting was the complete nastiness and anger directed at me. Um, his ex just got discarded, like gone, done, mm. you know. Mm. But, um, you know, and Kim Kardashian actually came out about her ex, Kanye, and it just spoke volumes. He, you know, he was all these good things, but it came down to his personality. Um, and this is so important with how my divorce played out, knowing if your partner's on a spectrum. Um, I had never heard of the word narcissism, and I know it's banding around so much now, but I literally had never heard of it. Um, I had had a therapist for a few years before it all imploded because I was trying to understand what was happening in my life and she taught me all about it. Um, I mean, you could write a book, but there are hundreds of them about it, but yeah, it um, plays a huge part. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, the thing is, you're, you're put, you feel like you're on a pedestal and love bombed at the start of the relationship and then you're pushed off that pedestal because you're doing things that he or she can't control you with. Um, so yes, there's a whole lot of aspects there that make up a narcissist and um, or other personality disorders and, and to varying degrees. Yeah, it, it, it definitely played a massive part in mine. Um, getting my head around what was happening. Um, People blame yeah. themselves. Did you blame yourself before you knew actually that I, I did actually I knew personality? Yeah, something was going wrong. Um, it's like all of a sudden you're in this life and it's going along really well and then you're just cut off at the knees and you're trying to figure out why, what happened, what did I do? Yeah. So you ask that. You say, you know, what what did, you know, what's going on? You know, I'm feeling this, da-da-da. And you get told you've got mental a mental health disorder yourself. You, they, they keep throwing back at you that you're mentally unwell, you're mentally unwell. Um, and you do start to think, well, maybe it is me. And that tied in with um, gaslighting. Right? You know, when, so gaslighting basically is when you 
um, you know, you really wonder about, you're lacking, you feel like you're lacking, um, you're questioning your judgment in reality. Yes, and I think that I'd never heard of that either until, again, I was at my therapist and I was telling her all these things that were happening. And she said, take a journal, write a journal. So you can actually read back and go, gosh, that actually did happen. And that did happen, like write it in real time. So you're not going, God, did that just happen? Like, or did I imagine that? Or, yeah, and it's it's a real mind fuck. Um, light, light bulb moments for you, hey. You know? It was, it was. And yeah, so that sort of was going on at the same time as everything else. Yeah. They, they so, definitely picked the moments. Yeah, that's right. So what what were the hardest aspects of divorce for you? Um, I actually just watched Adele the other night, and obviously it's all about her divorce. It'll speak to uh, people that have been through it. Um, she actually said she was embarrassed about her divorce, and I was too. Um, I mean, why shouldn't we say what happened? Why are we not meant to talk about it? Like, why carry the shame? It's just ridiculous. Like, it wasn't my fault. Mm. Like, why should I be... Um, yeah, it is embarrassing. Um, you're so out of control. You're sad, you're depressed, you're angry. Um, but our society has still got this thing that you have to hold it all together. You're not allowed to show that. You're not allowed to fall apart because you'll get your kids taken off you. You know, you've got to um, move forward all the time. You can't, um, it's a really unusual thing. You, your whole life's just imploded and yet you're meant to just be tough, strong and... Uh, that's right. You know, it's like... Have a, it together. I liken it to a tornado or a tsunami and, you know, you can't stop it. And it is absolutely at the top of the stress continuum with someone dying you know who's close to you that that is how bad it can get and obviously there is differences in terms of high conflict divorces with uh, versus amicable but either way it's still a really difficult period to go through it and one of the most important things is how you manage your emotions and that can be incredibly hard when you're going through the process mm. yeah you just have to really trust who you're talking to mm. and who you're releasing to yeah. um I would, you know, I had my brother-in-law who was an amazing heir. He didn't offer any advice. He didn't offer anything, actually. <laughs> we just used to walk, um, power walk around the place. And, yeah, you just have to have that somebody that you can outlet to. That's, um, I don't know, he was really good. He was just very calm and... Someone you feel yeah. safe with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my daughter and I, you know, we made a promise when it all happened that we would be honest with each other and we'd cry if we needed to cry. And if we were having a shit day, we'd just say, look, we're having a poo day and not worry about it. Like not go, oh my God, you know, you're upset and what can I do? Or, um, you know, if she was just having a, a miserable day about it or I was, we'd just say, look, you know, today's a bad day. And that's fine, you know. Every day doesn't have to be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell you know, us about still... tell us about your experience with the family court system. Look, I had a great fear of the family court system. I had talked to enough people. Um, 
everybody tells you to stay out of it. Try and do your best to stay out of it. All these people who don't know you um, end up having a say over your child, like the law for child, the psychologists. They don't know you. They don't know your background. You sit with them for an hour and what they need to know. Um, like I'll give you an example. You know, my daughter was asked if she would die if she had to spend another night with her dad. She said no, because of course she wouldn't die. She wouldn't, you know, if she had to. She ended up that night crying with me for ages is because she it dawned on her what they were actually asking her and she thought she'd have to spend another night with them. They didn't ask her if she wanted to. They said, would you die if you had to? Yeah. So you end up getting these people that are talking to a 12 year old and the 12 year old's got no idea about anything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I just think the family court system is there to make money for lawyers. That That's the crux of it. And it's so bogged down and so slow. Two, 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 um, two years to two and a half years now to get there, really. Oh, look, I've, I've got a friend that's been going through it for seven years. Mm, mm, mm. And, you know, she gets a directions conference or something and then it's another six months by the time she gets there. And then you know what the judge says? If something's, if the ex has done something wrong, he just says, oh, well, that was six months ago. You know, it's moved on. Don't worry about it. You know? So what's the point? By the time you actually get if someone's breached or done something or broken, you know. So no, I I, I did my damnedest to keep out of that. Yeah, yeah. So what about the aspects of your separation that was manageable? Look, none of it was manageable. None, none of it. The only thing that got me through was my lawyer um, and support from someone like you who, you know, you 100% understand the process and it's, it's, it's massive. There's yeah. so much more to it than just walking out the door or leaving somebody and splitting. I mean, everyone focuses on the money. Mm. Um, that's just yeah. one side of it. So, um, you know, my lawyer stopped my ex and his lawyers from running a up. That's all my lawyer did. You know, they just keep people within the law. Um, and you've just got to do one day at a time, one legal letter at a time, one yeah. thing at a time. You can't look at the future at no, all. No, it can be very overwhelming for clients and um, you, know, you just really need to take it step by step. Everyone's different. Some people are able to cope with, because getting divorced is like a job, you know, focusing on the, the legal, um, the financial, the parenting and the well-being when you're in complete disarray. And it's well, like yeah, a I mean, job getting divorced. Yeah, and your life has literally just imploded, whether you wanted it or not. And then you've yeah, you've got to do all these other things. Yeah, really hard. So no, it, it's not none of it's manageable. You just do the best you can. Mm -hmm. So how did divorce coaching help you? Look, I'd wish I'd come to see you six months before my relationship got so bad. Um, you really have the tools, resources to put together a team and know what you need prior to it happening, mm -hmm. if, if, you, if you think it's going to happen. Um, I could have talked with our trust lawyer about how to stay in the family home rather than have all the locks and codes changed on me. Um, understand the process and the terminology, like you understand what, what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, they say, we, I wish I had a crystal ball. Well, you're probably the crystal ball. 
<laughs> like you, you know, you know. Um, yeah. I'd never heard of economic disparity. I didn't know what a law for child was. Um, and Equal Exes also helps you move forward. You know, you feel so out of control, out of your depth, but people like you can see past it all and know what you need before you need it yourself. Mm, mm, um, so you mm. can sort of see the steps. Walked in your shoes. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So now myself, because I know what I know, um, I know what to tell other women and other men. This is, mm. I mean, honestly, this is not a woman thing. This no. is, and not at all. And I think that's one thing people really have to grasp the fact of this is not talking about women and divorce. This is talking about divorce. You know, men go through it. It touches you everyone. Know. Um, you know, men, women, children, wider family. Yep. You know, it, it affects everybody. Everybody knows someone who has been divorced or separated, getting divorced or separated. You're not immune from it. You might be supporting someone. It might be you. It might be your friend. It might be a family member. It might be a parent going through it. Yeah. I think when you've got kids, it's different than if you, like if you don't have kids, you just walk away and get on with your life. And Yeah. Um, but when you've got kids and yeah, it's different. So, if you don't mind answering this question, how much did your divorce cost? Legal fees, accounting, child psychologist, etc. Um, living expenses? Probably around 300000 mm. And I know people are going to gasp at that. Um, it's the best three hundred grand i have ever spent. Yeah. It, um, it was the only thing that actually made a difference to me than being the person on legal aid that loses her kids, that lives in her car. I could have been that person. So I've seen it. So did, were you prepared? Did you have cash saved up before you left? Um, I knew it was going to be bad because of um, the behaviour and um, the co couple of comments when I was in isolation um, about where well, you've got you've got money, you know, you're fine, you've got a, a roof over your head. Um, I sort of thought, oh, crikey. Um, so I, so the day before I actually finished it, I downloaded every penny I could. Um, yeah, luckily I could do that because, you know, we were high earners, so there was money sitting there. Um, so I could do that. Um, yeah, without that money, I would have been, I would have been screwed. I would have been up against someone that could afford three hundred thousand on a lawyer, and I would have been, I, I had nothing. I had no job, no money, no, no nothing. Yeah, and I always say to clients, if you are wanting to leave your relationship, you've got to get prepared, and part of that is setting up a bank account and having an nest egg there, putting money into that account as much as you can before you decide to leave because it's going to cost you, you know, you might, even if it's just for living expenses moving forward in the interim. Yeah. Legal fees, whatever it may be. So how prepared were you for separation? Um, I thought I was okay, but I, looking back, I wasn't at all. Um, you have no time to grieve for the end of your relationship. I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't prepared for um, the grief that hit me. Um, yeah, it, it was it was really sad for me. 
Um, I was thrown straight into the court system by him filing a without notice to a judge, which I had no idea what that even was. So I had no idea of the legal side. I just wasn't, I just didn't think it would go, I didn't think it would go down that road. Um, I knew it would be bad as in I'd be cut off, like discarded straight away. Um, but I didn't, I really didn't have a clue about the, the legal side. So um, I had only hired my lawyer the day before. Um, like I'd had a conversation with him and said, look, um, you know, this, I might need some help. And then he basically rang me back and said, you've just been filed without notice. And I was like, okay, what is that? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. What does that do? So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't, I wasn't prepared. I was prepared financially, but every other way I wasn't. You mentioned that uh, you didn't know what economic disparity was about, but you've now know more obviously about that. Now you've been through the process. What, let's talk about that a bit more. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know what it was, but my ex did know what it was. So for three or four months before I left, he'd email me and text me constantly to get a job. It was hell pressure. Um, he knew if I got a job, economic disparity wouldn't be a thing as I could keep myself. So economic disparity is I hadn't worked for 10 years. I'd brought up the kids, stayed at home, um, supported him and his career and his job, etc. And they look at you and they go, well, in that 10 years, where would you be if you had worked? You sacrificed your, your working career to be a mother. Yeah, Yeah, because they sort of see that as a, work, as a job. Like, mm. you know, what you've done is sort of thing. Mm. So I had no idea about any of that. But, um, you know, he sent me to a CV writer when my daughter was so sick, she was almost passing out. And I'm sitting there pumping her full of paddle. It was, yeah, he, he knew I, I had to get a job. Um, two weeks into lockdown, when I was in isolation, he texted me saying I'd have no problem getting a job. Um, in hindsight, economic disparity is just, it's a unicorn. It's really hard to get. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know if you've met anyone that's actually got, got economic disparity. I haven't yet. I have. I, certainly yeah, I, have. I, I know quite a few actually who have managed to obtain economic disparity. So what I think you'd have to go through the courts to get it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's some people who are amicable in relation to that and understand that that needs to be, that's, um, you know, aligned with, it's on the same level as a partner being able to work and, and you know forward their career so what were the learnings for you um have a i mean have a support network you know and like i was saying about my brother and all you know it can be anybody um hire julie hartley moore she's a <laughs> you know, PI. Yep, she's private a private investigator, investigator. Um, you know, she can catch a, a cheating partner and actually put your piece of, you know, it can give you peace of mind. It can't do anything else, but can it, it can actually say, God, I'm bloody right, you know? And and that that was, you know, um, without money for a good lawyer, you're pretty much, you're, you're in trouble. Legal aid in New Zealand is broken. Legal aid lawyers, um, I won't say they don't care. They just don't get enough support to do it. Um, so to find one is hard work and when you do they'll only do the bare minimum they'll you basically go to them and my friend goes to hers and they say oh sorry can't we're not involved in that that's not what we're you know or it's too late 
Um, you know, do your homework, know what can happen. You know, like I thought I was, but I think you need to talk that knows. Um, and look, you know, try and stay for your kids until they're 14, because below 14, a child doesn't have a say. Um, they do get their own lawyer, but they just don't have enough say in what they want in their life. No, they, they yeah, I won't say they don't listen, but um, they're just too young. Mm. Um, yeah, and I mean, yeah, the psychologist basically said to us, you know, he is what he is and you just have to live with it. They don't, well, they don't get... Well, it's that, old, mm-hmm. it's that old saying, isn't it? You can only be responsible for your own behaviours and your actions. You can't be responsible for anyone else's. And that absolutely yep. rings true in relation to divorce. So so what are the seven things you'd wished you'd known before you separated? Um, how I could go about living in the family home um, if it's owned by a trust... Like I could have done a resolution with the trust because I was a trustee and I should have had a resolution to say, if it imploded, who gets to live in the family home? Um, if, yeah, I I, um, I presumed that Amelia and I would be able to, but that, that, that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, that would have been one of my, I wish I had done. Um, know more about how the process worked. Like I didn't under, I didn't have a clue what a round table was, affidavits, direction conferences. I didn't know the the jargon, and I didn't know the roles. Um, luckily, a friend had told me the law for child would go to my daughter's school, even though my daughter was so embarrassed and so angry. Um, she didn't want someone turning up and having. You know, all her friends were saying, "Oh, who's that? And what are you doing?" And but a friend had told me, "Do not stop that because if you do." the law for child will immediately not like you mm-hmm. because you're putting up resistance. Um, whereas I would have actually done that. I'll just say, look, my daughter doesn't want you going to her school. You know, that's sort of embarrassing for her. And that she said that's a no-no. Um, how expensive it would be. So I think, you know, I don't know that lawyers should be paid that sort of money per hour. Um, to write a letter or make a phone call. Um, you know, I wish I'd known about more about um, what he earned. Like, I never saw anything. I never saw any um, any documents. There was just nothing. Do you think that you felt, you know, from your perspective, that you were responsible for the home and bringing up your child and his focus was he managed the finances and no, work? no. I actually, no. I actually managed the finances, but I actually thought I knew what was happening. Right. Um, you know, you can go onto the companies of New Zealand and find out if they're directors of companies. Um, you can do all sorts of things like that. Um, you know, not not in my case, but people should know if their names on the title of the properties. And That's if they've something got that a mortgage, up. You know, have you got a yep. you know how much debt? You own, you know. Yeah, I think I was... People need to know everything they own and owe, don't they? They really do. 
whether yeah. you manage the finances or not. I mean, ideally, you want to manage the finances together. Yeah, I think we sort of did, but it was more, um, yeah, it just wasn't forthcoming. It was like getting, you know, it was really hard and then the mistrust comes in. So if someone's not open at the beginning with sharing everything, you sort of start to wonder. Um, that probably, yeah. Um, the other important thing for people is to make sure you see a doctor before it happens. Mm-hmm. Like really go and get a qualified psychologist even prior to leaving mm-hmm. and get a yeah. health check. I did. I, I made sure that I, you know, I did that because um, some people try to tell the courts that you're suicidal, alcoholic violent, abusive, they'll go down that road to try and discredit you so they can get the children. Mm, mm, mm. So, And because what happens, like I said, when you when you are going through it at the beginning, I was actually really shocked that I was grieving so much and I was such a mess. Yeah. Um, that surprised me. So when you're going through that and then you go and see a psychologist or a doctor, you're not going to sound very sane. No, no, because no, you're, people act in funny and strange ways when you're going through this process. You're all over the place, emotionally. Well, so, yep. So beforehand, you know, go and get somebody or, but luckily, you know, luckily I've been seeing a therapist for two years. So I was, you know, that was all discredited and ignored. Um, you know, record conversations. So you have proof of what is happening. Like me, I took, I, I made a diary. I and, and it was just for me, but you know, you could actually record things. Um, you know, some people take anecdotal notes, I mean, and use it in court. They use it in affidavits about conversations you've had or things you've said um, in another way. So, yeah. Um, watch all your language prior to and leaving your ex. So get off Facebook. Um, they'll use it. They'll use anything in writing. They'll use emails. They'll use whatever yeah. they can. Don't disparage your ex, and no, or, no, or even in private, you know, or e- even to, you can't do that to your children either. You can't disparage. It doesn't matter how frustrating it is. Do not disparage your ex. No, because it's not their divorce. It's not no. your kids' divorce. They're not You're divorcing not the children. No, so I didn't. I didn't really. Um, I sort of understood that anyway. You know, I just sort of thought, well, yes, she's going to be involved in it, but. You know, yeah, no, you just can't. And I made sure my family didn't do that either. You know, so, um, yeah, there was none of that. So, on a positive note, (laughs) what does your life look like now? Well, it's bittersweet. Um, You know, that's the sad thing is I believe my daughter would have... You know, two parents that together with, you know, when she had kids, we'd, we'd be grandparents together and, um, you know, you, you you wish that. But it wasn't to be. So I got through it and um, survived. And now we've, yeah, my daughter and I have just bought a beautiful home um, that's full of, you know, laughter and fun and music. And, you know, when we were going through this journey, we both decided that we both had to buy the house. It had to be a joint thing. So we both had to fall in love with it or love it and um, we do everything together now we pick everything together and that sort of 
what Love came that. out of it. Um, mm. She got her first pet, so we got a cat. Oh, what's um, its name? It's called. It's actually called Charlie Bass because we started watching Gossip Girl, and there was a and the favourite character was Chuck Bass. But when we got him, he didn't look like a Chuck. So we called him Charlie Bass. I love it. But, um, yeah, I can say that, you know, we don't sort of, we don't dread coming home. Mm. You know, it's sort of a really fun place to be. We have kids and sleepovers and, um, oh, and I haven't had an STD in 18 months yet. Very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you have any advice for people going through this process? Oh, look, you know, hang on to your friends and family and, and let them help you. Um, I actually had a party and I everybody in the room had helped me in some way. Like it could have been um, one girlfriend let me put a container on her property and fill it with all my stuff because I couldn't afford storage. Um, another girl came in when I was unpacking into my rental. She spent a whole day with me and just helped me unpack because I was just so upset. Um, just little things, um, you know, get as much money as you can together for legal fees, like we both agreed. Um, seek help from someone like you before it happens. Yeah. Like, no, try and know, you know, not, not, every, not every divorce is going to be high, high conflict. But if you've got an inkling that it could be, get educated. Um, yeah. yeah, talk to people, you know, who have gone through it and know the pitfalls and the danger areas. Um, I've actually been watching a few programs at the moment on TV, like Angela Black made Dirty John about Betty. You know, the TV shows, and yes, they're dramatised and it's the worst, but there are some home truths in there, mm. a little bit. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Desiree, for sharing your really trying scenario with us. I hope that your conversation, our conversation today can really help someone who is going through such a difficult process. And for you out there to know that you're not alone and you can have a happy future or and new beginnings. So if you or anyone you know is needing help, go to our website, equalexus.com for more information. And thank you again, Desiree, for the open and candid conversation that we've just had. Thank you for joining me. Anytime. Thank you.